I'm Joni from Columbus, Ohio, and I recommend 3C Body Shop. Nobody wants to go back twice in one year for accident repairs. But after my first experience with 3C, it made perfect sense for me. 3C worked with my insurance and everything was handled perfectly. I'd recommend 3C to my friends, my family, and anyone that has been in an accident. 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. Hi, everybody. This is Victor Rojas, president of the Frisco Rough Riders. You're listening to the Ranger Report podcast. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I, of course, am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter 75 on Twitter. I'm CJ Bearman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR. And you can find us at the Ranger Report or at the Riders Report. Also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. I don't know. We're everywhere. But uh, I thought we'd start today, CJ, with do you remember what happened on this day in 1993? Uh, I do, Ben. Is that when... Uh What's his name? Oh, yeah. Robin Ventura decided to make the mistake of charging Nolan Ryan on the mound and got his ass kicked. That's exactly what happened on this day oh, in 1993. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're on Twitter right. today, uh, lots of people have uh, reposted that video. I love watching that video every year on this day. Welcome to the podcast. Be sure to buy us a coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash the Ranger Report. We have a Patreon. We have lots of good stuff in our shop. Uh, and, of course, as always, brought to you by Walton's. So CJ, let's uh, let's let's start off tonight. What do you want to start off with tonight? Uh, well, I some somebody I know just happened to go to the Frisco game last night against Amarillo. Is that right? I think someone did. Yeah. Somebody I know. Yeah, my daughter. Oh. Hey, was it you? It oh was, yeah. It was, did she take somebody with her. Yeah, she did. I, I went to the game. I'll tell you what, man. If you've never been there, <laughs> you need to go because. Uh, goodness that was a fun atmosphere i'll say one thing about the stadium the guy who does sound effects during the game really enjoys his job because every batter like they had uh they had bad walk-up songs for the amarillo batters that they just threw out there which was pretty funny one of them was even hello is it me you're looking for by uh, lionel richie they had a couple other really bad songs as players were walking up and then when when anything happened they made fun of him that guy really enjoys his job but no in all honesty that game was so much fun if you guys didn't see it or hear it the riders won seven to five uh the first batter of the game by the way i would need to mention this bubba thompson hit a home run and then the next home run was hit by josh stowers and i gotta say cj i have been to uh every minor league game i've been to every player that i've interviewed has hit a home run because you when I when I went to Round Rock back uh, back several years ago, I interviewed Brett Nicholas and he hit a walk off home run in the game I was at. Wow! So I'm three for three you're on players for, I interview. Yeah, you're a good omen for for guys that are you're going to go watch, and we're both a good omen for guys getting called up. Yeah, I mean every time we think about like we were we were trying to contact Hickory about Blaine Krim, and then boom, there he is in Frisco. Yeah, and you got to see him. Was that his debut last night? It was his it debut, was. and his first hit was that home run. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, the Stowers home run. Woo, was a, it was a tower. 
yeah he, he blasted that sucker man he got he got all of that one I, like i told you off air as soon as he hit it i turned to my daughter and said that is long gone <laughs> yeah. i mean the outfielder didn't even the outfielder didn't even move I had to retweet it and just say, good God, he murdered that. Yeah, he destroyed it. So did Blaine Krim on his home run. You you got to see my boy Jake Latz, too. Oh, man, he had a no-hitter going through into the sixth inning, and it was funny because I would, that's why I wasn't tweeting very much. I didn't want to accidentally say something about it and uh, and ruin it, so I kept quiet until he finally gave up that first hit. Yeah, seven strikeouts, five and two-thirds, uh, yeah. one hit, seven strikeouts, and two walks. So how did those runs score? I mean, there had to have been some errors. Uh, no, he walked He score. walked two people and then gave up a double. His line finished three runs on one hit. That, which, is, that is a weird stat line. Which you don't hear very often. Of course, they finished the game, which is funny, too. The Sod Poodles with five runs on four hits. <laughs> so it's an interesting line. Small ball in it. Yeah, That's no kidding. Ball for you right there. Man. Yeah, well, that home run was big, but that one wasn't on lats. That was uh, that that one wasn't on lats at all. He was gone by that point. But I'll tell you what, fun atmosphere. And again, seeing Jake Lats in person, goodness, watching him because I was right behind home plate, up about thirteen rows back, and watching him paint those corners was super impressive. He is very very impressive to watch. Yeah, and he's not on anybody's top prospect list for the Rangers except for ours. Well, that's pretty interesting. I think by the end of the year, uh, I think he will move up quite a bit uh, if he continues pitching the way he is. I can't see how he wouldn't because he started out, him and him and uh, Cole Wynn were going toe-to-toe. Their numbers at one point were identical. It was at a quarter of the way through the season, maybe a little farther than that. Yeah. Yeah, and so we had Victor Rojas on, so and, and yeah, they were they were exact. Yep, I'll tell you what, it was it's it was a special game, special night, a lot of fun to watch. Them coming back and winning was great. Uh, I mean, everything about the game, like I said, was fun. It was 88, 87 degrees when the game started, and we were in the shade, so it felt like a spring game. The temperature was perfect. A lot of fun. Frisco did great. I recommend highly. There's, I think through besides this series i think there's two series left at home for the rough riders so if you get a chance get out there and watch yourself a frisco game because it is a lot of fun all right news came down today dane dunning went on the injured list yeah and it's not at first i was alarmed but it's nothing to be alarmed about it was a ankle impingement is the words they're using not a sprain not a strain nothing like that an ankle impingement they wanted to make sure he got some rest so he's on the 10-day il but for a pitcher that's nothing because it's retroactive to his last start. He's only going to miss one start, and then he'll come back off. And that's a smart thing to do, really, in any situation, but especially with him considering he's just coming off of a Tommy John surgery. And this is his first full season, and they're limiting his pitches. You would hate to have him tweak something and then end up, end up in, in injuring something else like in the shoulder or in the elbow or somewhere else in the arm. So, yeah, it's nothing to be alarmed about. Thankfully, he has really come on strong. Uh, most recently, he's got his ERA down to 407. He's up to 95 innings now, and, and he's showing some some strikeout ability. He's up to 93 strikeouts in 95 innings. So with 139, and he it just keeps getting better and better. And that sinker keeps looking better and better. Yeah, and I've never heard of an impingement before as an injury, so that that was that was interesting. No. But uh, you know, uh, to each their own, I guess. But it is good, like you said, he only missed one start. He's been pitching pretty well. He pitched real good in his last start. They said it'd been bothering him for a little while, so they're just giving him a little bit of rest, and then he should be all right after that. So not a huge deal, like you said. Uh, not a huge deal at all. So let's move on. 
uh, to the rookies making a big impact. I mean, if you've been watching the games at all, they've won three of their last four, and most of it has had to do with rookies. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. That certain Jonah Heim guy that's playing catcher and hitting cleanup tonight. Uh, we knew that Jose Trevino, he wasn't kicking Jose Trevino out of the, catch, the catcher spot. Trevino's going to get plenty of time catching. But right now, the guy that's going to be behind the plate more is going to be Jonah Heim because he's the hottest. And I'm excited to see him hit cleanup because the Rangers have really needed somebody aside from Joey Gallo. And now they're forced to to step up kind of in the middle of that order. And they've been, pl- they've been putting Heim at fifth in the lineup before the Gallo trade. So it just makes sense to move him up one spot. He's been mashing the ball and mashing and, and just hitting uh, effectively, hitting smartly, hitting situationally. I'm excited about just to, to seeing him getting that getting that cleanup spot, getting that four hole and seeing what he can do, but you got to get guys on in front of him. Yeah, and you look at guys like Andy Abanez, who's making a huge impact. Uh, oh, Jason, yeah, that's who I was about to ask about. Yeah, tell uh, you, or talk yeah, about next. yeah, I'll tell you what. Talk about him a little bit because Abanez has. I mean, I think he might have found his way onto this team because he is he is making a huge impact right now. Yeah, one man's failure can mean another man's success. Poor we love. I love Nick Solak. You know, I'm pretty sure you do too. Yeah, I do too. He's a hard nosed player. Uh, just probably just burned himself out, just working at it too hard, and that's given Andy Abanya's regular time at second base. And his defense has been amazing. That play that he made was it last night? Yeah, it was last but, night. Oh, you weren't there. You no, but I saw. I saw the replay. I saw the replay on Twitter. It was pretty impressive. I don't know how the hell he did that. <laughs> no, me neither. I no idea. And then last night, you also had a relay throw. It was awesome because a, a fly ball was hit to center field, and there was no way Adolis Garcia was going to be able to get it. But he deked the runner and made it look like he was going to be able to catch it. So he had to hold up, and he was going to. He ended up trying to score from first. Well, because he had to hold up the relay throw from center field, Adolis Garcia to Abanez to home, ended up nailing the runner at the plate. It was so cool, and it's such a a savvy veteran move that Garcia made. Now, again, he's a 28-year-old rookie, but who would think of that mid-flight in the, of the baseball and go, I'm going to deke him and see if I can get him to slow down so we can make the play at home? Who thinks of that? Yeah, and you don't even think about uh, Garcia and also Eli White, who are also rookies. Yeah, Eli White, and he's scratched uh, from the lineup just now. So that'll be – I know this is this is going to be airing on Thursday, so we'll know more about why that is tomorrow. But he just got scratched from the lineup, so Garcia was going to DH. He's now going to be back in center field, and Curtis Terry is going to be DHing. There's another rookie who is starting to find his swing at the plate. He admitted to pressing a whole, whole lot the other day, but he didn't show it. And that's what I love to hear is that he didn't show it. Nobody could tell that he was struggling at the plate. He said, yeah, I made that outward – made it look that way for my teammates but yeah and inside I was I was struggling mentally too and he just but nobody could tell and how mature that is of him to make sure my teammates don't see it yeah and and this is his first year to play above a ball so you know seeing the fact that he tore up triple a pitching and now he looks like he's starting to get comfortable with major league pitching I think you know I think he's got a chance to be pretty special at first base I do too and it's just going to be interesting to see how that all works out because I mean, you got a you got a catcher first base situation too with John Hicks and now Joel. It's actually spe- I figured it out. Joel Pozo. Ah, uh, okay, Joel. Okay, that makes sense. It's spe- I, I think <laughs> we'll go with that. That sounds I think it's good. Joel po- Joel Pozo. I think because he had a triple last night. We'll get into that. But um, 
Yeah, so it's just going to be interesting to see, and we're, we're certainly rooting for Terry because he has the, the at least the mental makeup. We've had him on the podcast, as we've mentioned that a couple times before, and we were so impressed coming away from that because of how mature he was about what type of hitter he wanted to be. Yeah, I like to hit home runs, but that's not what I want to be known as. I want to be known as an Albert Pujols types that, hey, if i got to hit a single to drive into, that's what I'm going to do. That was awesome to hear. Yeah, it was, and he's been playing good, and he has driven in runs since he started hitting. And then DJ Peters we just got to see, so the jury's out on him. But and then Jason Martin as well. All these rookies, man, it's it's just crazy that now that they got rid of three of their best players, you know they've won three of their last four. Well, yeah, and then you you drop David Dahl off the radar. Yeah, you give Jason Martin a couple of young guys, Jason Martin and, and Peters, the opportunity to play regularly. I'm excited to see that. And not only you know you had those guys in the lineup pitching wise. We just mentioned Dunning and John King, another rookie who was almost traded to the Yankees, but. He is on the IL right now. They're still yet to determine when he'll be back. But you've got Josh Boers, Colby Allard, who's pitching tonight, who had a really, really strong what, uh, preview. Aside from the last two games, he's been, he was really strong before that. And you can kind of see maybe he's wearing down, may have to tandem start with him. Uh, but he's been a kind of a shot in the arm. Taylor Hearn is about to he's about to showcase his stuff. They're stretching him out to be able to pitch more than forty five pitches. One guy that has been really, really impressing me and impressing everybody. He's now just grinding up hitters. Hitters. I think Levi Weaver called him. He's like he's he's chewing through hitters like a chainsaw. That's Joe Barlow. He struck out eight hitters in a row over three games. And man, he's got he's got some closer type stuff. If Spencer Patton doesn't pan out, but if he doesn't, hey, you got an eighth inning guy and a young Joe Barlow. I mean, just rookies out the wazoo. So yeah, if you if you if you enjoy that kind of stuff, if you enjoy watching games to watch players develop, then you're going to like the Rangers the rest of the way. They're probably not going to win a whole lot of games simply because they're trying out pitchers to see how they do. But uh, I think you know you're going to see more guys DFA'd, more guys coming up, and especially in September. Of course, the call ups aren't quite as big as they used to be. I think they only get to call up what they go to expand to 27 or 28. Is that right? I cannot remember. Yeah, what the new it used to be bigger, but it's it's a lot smaller than it was. So I think you're I still going to see. It used to be you could call up anybody on your forty man. Yes, but I don't think uh, that's the case anymore. Yeah, there are a lot of changes happened this off this off season. We're still trying to keep up with it. We sure are to catch up anyway. But no, all these guys, it's been fun to watch them performing at that level, and they're going to go through struggles. You know, Terry started off struggling. He's probably going to struggle again at some point this season, but it's nice right now to see these guys making an impact. Speaking of making an impact, uh, Hickory has kind of turned their season around in the second half of the year. First half, they didn't look so great. Second half, let's just say that they're not having difficulty scoring runs. No. 15-3 to win over Greensboro last night. And the numbers are just ridiculous. Justin Foscue hit another homer, his 12th of the year. Dustin Harris hit two home runs. Trevor Halver, who they just acquired in that Joey Gallo deal, went two for five with a home run. Ezekiel Duran, who they acquired, the top prospect that the Rangers acquired in that Gallo deal, one for five with his 13th home run of the season. And, yeah, you just – that lineup right now is just killer. And look at the numbers thanks to Scott Lucas here. Hickory's batters by month. We were talking about this way early in the year in June. Like, gosh, Hickory cannot hit. Well, they hit 189 in May, 239 in June. And then from there, 292 in July and in August so far, 344. My goodness. Yeah, that's uh, that's something else right there. But, I mean, if you look back starting 
in July. You know, July 16th, they won 20 to 2. July 20th, they won 15 to 2. July 21st, 13 to 4. July 22nd, 12 to 1. Uh, where let's uh, that and that's all their double digits in that month. And then you get into August, and again you have the more double digit wins. So, and even other games they're winning, it's seven to four. You know, nine to two. So they're they're definitely uh, they're definitely putting up some serious runs right now. They are raising the average ERA of the entire league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, By themselves. in the month of August, they've scored. Let me do some quick math here. Uh, 15 plus 12 plus 2, I believe that would be 29. So they've scored 29 runs in three games. Averaging 13 and a half runs per game. That's, that's, not that's decent. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. That's That was going into tonight, today. They did lose today. So going into today, 13 and a half runs a game in August. And they had seven runs a game in July. Yeah, you're going to win a lot of games with that. And that July number, 292, seven runs a game, most of it, almost all of it, was done without the three guys they got in the Gallo trade, and they injected them in there, and holy cow. Yeah, they look comfortable. Yeah, just a little bit. They don't have to worry about not seeing pitches because the guy in front of them is going to get on base, and the guy behind them can make the pitcher punish them, so... Uh, yeah, you got to pitch to everybody, and everybody's going to kill you. <laughs> just yeah. Pick your poison. And, of course, Down East also doing really well still, and Frisco that we just talked about doing really well, and Round Rock. Everyone right now seems to be on the up. Down East right off of first place. Of course, Hickory not because of the way they started, but Frisco is in first place by a lot, and Round Rock is also scraping at first place. So the Rangers system is very healthy right now. Absolutely. It's so fun to watch. And we haven't talked a whole lot of – there for a while we were talking about Down East because they were making that surge to get back up close to first place. They're three games back right now, and they've got a lot of guys in their their team that can – they're going to make some noise here in the next couple of years. We've already talked to Luis Angel Acuna. That's a guy everybody's looking at, obviously, for his name. But, man, look at him for just who he is. He's a really good shortstop with a lot of tools. Yes, he is. A lot of tools. And – that's that's that can be huge going forward and you start looking at you start looking at all the minor league teams in the rangers organization and they're all stacked full like everybody has a spot second base shortstop third first and if you moved them up where would they go if you move them up one level where would they go where would they play you can't you can't make an argument for that because everybody else is tearing it up in the level above so yeah that's a good problem to have and you just kind of let it work out work itself out naturally Joel Pozo, I think I've got that right now. Joel Pozo hit a triple last night, dude. Yeah, a catcher. And uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, he's playing DH and he's built like uh, Benji Molina isk. <laughs> and so, yeah, he got a triple last night. He was two for four last night. He's hitting three forty right now. Uh, he he saw fifteen pitches in four at bats and swung at eleven. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Certain Apostle played first base last night. He was one for two and saw 21 pitches. Huge difference. Uh, yeah. Walked twice and he was one for two. Yeah. So he's been locked in. He's been locked in for a while in Frisco and it's good to see him get called up. Certain Apostle's been playing fantastic. He's a guy. He's been hurt a lot this year. But yeah. He's a guy we've been kind of waiting on and waiting on and waiting to see. And obviously not Josh Junk, Josh Young, Josh Young like, but. Everybody's kind of forgotten about Apostle because of how well everybody else is playing in the minor leagues. Yeah. He was coming into the season. He was one of those guys we were excited to see. Unfortunately, injuries have just kind of limited him this year, but he's another guy to keep an eye on. He can play a lot of different positions as well. So, 
Yeah, it's it's it just it, like I told you last night. I texted you last night. It's so hard not to get excited and impatient. I agree. All right, let's wrap it up tonight talking about the Rangers' 2022 schedule has been released and the first team to come to Arlington, a four-game set with Joey Gallo and the New York Yankees. Yeah, that was odd. Usually I don't really care about the, who's on the schedule or what the schedule looks like because it shouldn't matter. That's just the, that's the competitive mind in me. I don't care what the schedule looks like. Just get out there and play ball and win. But, yeah, getting Joey Gallo back, it's coming to Globe Life on the first it's coming to Globe Life, right? I haven't had a chance to look yet. Yeah, it's here. It's here. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And I bet he gets a, round, a huge round of applause, just like Elvis Andrews did. And all Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah, he's going to get a huge – because there was a lot of people that were just angry yep. about him getting traded. And, <clears throat> yeah, somebody that I'm talking to right now, I believe, was a little hot at first. I was, for and sure. That was everybody's – yeah, but see, that, what I loved about your rant there is it was just, it was so fresh off of the trade, and you got yeah. to see Ben's – Ben's unadulterated, just fan passion. You got yeah. to see it. You got to see it, or got to hear it. And that was, I thought it was awesome because you showed your, you were, you were vulnerable. You I was. Emotions. That is, tr- that is definitely true. <laughs> that was great. Uh, they also play the NL East this year as their as their National League opponents, plus the Rockies for some reason. But they have, the NL East is the main uh, National League opponent, so they'll play the Marlins and the Mets and uh, the Braves. So that'll be fun. I don't think I've ever seen the Braves in person, so if they come to Arlington, I may have to go check that out. But uh, schedule-wise, I don't know how much it's going to matter. They're not supposed to be all that great next year, but it's always fun to look at some uh, marquee matchups that they're going to have going into next season. Yeah, having one right off the bat, that's going to be an early test for the pitching staff to see where the young guys are at because you're going to have the, the three monsters in the middle of that lineup, Aaron Judge, now Joey Gallo, and... John uh, Carlos Stanton. Yeah, John Carlos Stanton. Why, is it, why did his name slip me? Anyway, that three-headed monster there, and it's, it's going to be tough, but hey everybody's got a pitch to them. So. And two of the first three teams we play are the Yankees and the Blue Jays. So that, that that's a rough way to start a season. Mm. Yeah, then you get Vlad Guerrero. Then you get Vlad Guerrero Jr. after that. So yeah. uh, at least oh, it's not the – yeah. Ought to be interesting. All right, I think that might be all we have for this evening. Uh, kind of a shorter one, which is good sometimes. We, we tend to ramble. No. No, not us. Hey, I cut a lot of that out. You guys are lucky. You guys are lucky we're not live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 He has had to. Ben does a lot of legwork. I'm telling you. He listens to it all over again and goes, not taking that out. I do. And usually it's something I said, then like, I don't think people want to hear that. I've been doing that more than you did lately. So. Hey, man, it's all fun. It's all fun. It is. All right, once again, don't forget about checking us out on social media, and don't forget about uh, liking us and uh, leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's what I was trying to say. I don't care if you like us. Just leave us a review. So (laughs) (laughs) subscribe and all that good stuff. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, CJ, enjoy your Wednesday evening as uh, as this airs on Thursday morning. All right, and word of the wise, don't challenge Nolan Ryan. That is exactly right. All right. See you guys. Peace Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.